10 a.m., which means it's time for Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah, good morning, Utah Car Sense. Hi, I'm Austin Horton. Jeff Miller off this week. George Roska in, general uh, sales manager of the Midtown Store. Good to be here. How are you, George? I'm doing well. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, Brian Brown producing for us today. The Brown Bear. 855-340-ZONE is our phone number. Now, before we get going, uh, I've got a bit of a congestion thing going, but it's not, we, we it's didn't not even, the beer virus. We I didn't even fist bump today. No. No. In fact, did you, uh, did you watch last night's state of emergency press conference? No. Okay. No. I'm, I'm staying away from any press conferences and state of emergencies. Look, I, I am equal parts... Sane and insane when it comes to this whole topic right now. Yeah. Because I, I am I'm a huge germaphobe. Are you? I didn't know that oh, about yeah. you. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, man. Yes, yes, yes. You see this little mic cover? I take this with me everywhere. Oh, that's yours, huh? This is mine. Oh, okay. So we won't share it? No. Mine. <laughs> Joey doesn't <laughs> share his mic covers. No, I uh, get that. But, so the, the governor declared a state of emergency yesterday afternoon. And he had a press conference last night to explain why. If he doesn't do that, then if there becomes an emergency, then they have to wait to get the funds. This frees up resources, right? Yes. Okay. Gives you access, quicker access when you need it. I think being prepared at this point is a good thing. Sure. You know, whether we call it a state emergency or, or whatever they have to do to, to free up those resources, I think it's a good idea that that, that, that was done. So Yeah, it's, it's red tape is what it is. Yeah. But then, not an hour after declaring a state of emergency... The first confirmed new case of actual coronavirus here in the state of Utah. And it's right by me up oh. in Davis County. Is it like your neighbor? I don't know. They oh, won't tell they, us they who. They won't tell us. Which, which I, come on. <laughs> if we want this thing to stop spreading, tell us who has it so I, we can all leave, a, leave them alone. I feel with how like hysterical people are being about this, not knowing who it is is probably a good thing for that person. Well, <laughs> first, fine. <laughs> But look, I get the government can't say it was it's them yeah. a- and put a, a mark on them and their People family. People will be taking their tiki torches out again. Yes, but I, I kind of feel like they've got a responsibility to say, it's me. Don't come around me for two weeks. Well, yeah, keep it quiet, you know, maybe to, you know, tell your friends and family, though, like, hey, stay, stay and then, away. And then your friends and family tell three people, tell th- and then yeah. they tell three people, and before you know it, you're all selling Zango juice or whatever <laughs> it is. No, uh, but really, it's like, so I'm like, ah, this is what, this is just because they have to do the, wait, what? But this wasn't community spread, right? This is somebody, from what I hear, that was on the cruise. On a cruise ship. Yep. Which, how about we look, just stop cruising for a while? We can just call this the Austin Horton virus. Yeah. Well, let's not do that. But it, I have long stood, uh, sat behind this microphone and said, wash your hands, stay away from me, don't come to work when you're sick, and I'm never going on a cruise. Mm-hmm. Number one reason, mm-hmm. terrified of the open water. It's, there, there, there's no rules. The, the water rules the world. And number two, you're stuck on a ship with 5,000 strangers Feels like sharing a, air and toilet paper and, and utensils and, and bed sheets and no thank you. Feels like a good way to spread something. It's the perfect petri well, it's usually dish. it's like rhinovirus, right? They all come out, you hear of these cruises, and it's like 3,000 people had rhinovirus, and that sounds terrible, you know? But this is a lot worse than what that. What is rhinovirus? I think it's just it's like... It's got something stu- to do with I the nose, right? I think it's stomach flu. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. 
but it's not fun. You know, it's not something you want to go through, Actually, especially on a cruise ship. The symptoms, if it's stomach flu, those are worse than the symptoms of coronavirus. For some people. I don't think it causes that much death, though. Yeah. You know? Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, anywho, so I'm like equal, exactly equal parts panicked and sane about this whole thing. I think I'm kind of there with you. I'm kind of in the, well, let's not freak out and run around, you know, with our hairs on fire, but let's get ready, maybe. Let's prepare, you know, don't stock up on, like, 2,500 rolls of toilet paper in your house, because that's not going to do anything for you. You can't eat it. You can't, you know. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you can. It would be uh, worse for you than coronavirus, probably. Yeah, yeah. You you might end up in the hospital real real quick if you... And then get coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I think, you know, let's, let's be prepared. Let's be wise about our decisions. Let's not, you know, maybe shake hands and uh, uh, kiss each other as often as we used to. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, you and I will will refrain from our weekly from kiss. our weekly yeah. kissing. Okay. Uh, now, but at the state of emergency last night in this press conference, the governor said to go with the old elbow bump from elbow now bump. on instead of. But not no, even the hand, but not even the fist bump. That's not good because the other day they were telling people to sneeze in their elbows. Right, right. That's exactly what are, what when, are they? When I heard him trying say to that, kill us. Uh, uh, look, when I heard him say that, and nobody called him on it, I was freaking. I was yelling, screaming at the radio. Hey, you're supposed to sneeze in your elbow. <laughs> right? Oh, Am I the only oh one that? Gosh! Knows? Did you see the press conference with the lady? That's like, okay refrain from touching your face your mouth and then she goes to like flip the page and she licks her her (laughs) licks her finger oh my goodness gracious amazing adrian lizer was asked for one word to describe this whole situation earlier this week he said doomed and i think he's and that was because he was talking more about the (laughs) the garth brooks barry sanders jersey fiasco did you see that Uh uh-uh Oh, George. Do you know who Barry Sanders was? Yeah. The football player? Yeah. Or is. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he played in Detroit, and he wore number 20. Garth Brooks was doing a show in Detroit, so he went out to please the crowd wearing a number 20 Barry Sanders blue jersey. Well, people thought this was a hashtag feel the burn oh. movement. And, and it- lost their minds over it. And he's like, meh. I'm yeah. here in Detroit, Barry yeah. Sanders, yeah. number 20. Yeah, and they thought it was a political ploy, and it's just- You know, Garth, I sure like your music, but I didn't yeah. think you'd ever feel the burn, if you know what I mean. Oh my gosh, oh my that's gosh. where we are. And so Adrian said, we're doomed. And he's right. Doomed. We're doomed. doomed. <laughs> All right, that's, uh, that's, we do have to talk about how coronavirus, and the, the, the worst, and look, the worst is that people have and are dying from it. There's, there's, no, there's no list above that. The next scariest part, though, is the economy. Mm-hmm. The economy is already taken quite the hit, and I don't feel like this is as bad as it ha- is going to get yet. Maybe we've passed it. I don't know. I, th- I feel like there might be more of an outbreak still to come in this country, and then it will slow down, but we'll see. But we got to talk about that, how it's impacting the car industry. I got uh, a crazy story for you out of uh, Leighton, or... If you want to be correct, Layton. Layton. Tell you about that. And the Inland Port Bill advances, but with some tweaks. They just keep changing it up, don't they? To appease you environmental people <laughs> like me. We'll talk about that and so much more. But today's poll question. If you want to call in and be part of the show, we greatly appreciate it. It's 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE is our phone number. And everyone that calls in and shares a question, a comment, or story, anything that you share on air with us, 
you'll be entered into our drawing at the end of the show for a four-pack of VIP Lounge movie passes. 855-340-ZONE. And our poll question today, if you need something to call in about, what are you currently driving? I don't mean like right this second, but well, it could be. But really, what cars are you currently driving on a day-to-day basis, and what do you like and dislike about them? Love to hear it. 855-340-ZONE. All that being said, George, how is the industry doing with this whole coronavirus situation? You know, right now, I think there's just there's a lot of uncertainty, and that uh, that will always keep some people away. But we haven't seen, you know, a steep drop or anything. Um, you know, business has kind of continued as usual. Um, the worry is, is this going to have uh, an impact down the line on production, on on suppliers, on things like that? And and as of right now, we, we just don't know. Um, you know, you've seen some some news out of China. They, they've shut down a lot of plants. They've shut down a lot of industry in a lot of cities. And that's going to have a trickle-down effect throughout not only automotive, but tech. You've seen a lot of reports of, you know, some, some phones being put postponed and put out later some computers being postponed and so i i wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happened with automotive um now the extent to which that's going to affect it it's too early to tell it's you know it's going to depend over the next month or two really what happens like you said with this outbreak um it appears to be that in China, it's it's you know kind of stopped as far as the the further spread. But we, we again don't really know. We haven't we don't really have accurate numbers. I don't feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, we don't know how how this is going to continue to spread in the United States. If it's going to be a few thousand cases, of tens of thousands of cases, that's that's going to be a determining factor. And if if people suddenly you know change their habits as far as hey they stop going to movies restaurants um, things like that that's where I think you'll see a bigger economic hit than anything else as far as production goes. There was a there was some number China car sales in the month of February fell ninety two percent. I saw that that and look this is you know this is where coronavirus started. That's mm-hmm. the epicenter. Patient zero, whoever they were, was in China. Yeah. That, that's, I think we know that 100% certain. And so it's no surprise that they are worse off ahead of the game, so to speak, than the rest of the world because it started there. But 92%? That's huge, right? How, how does the world continue to move when China, how does the car industry continue to move when China is losing 92% of its sales? Now, it's not 92% of production, but of sales. That's crazy. Well, and I don't know, was that, you know, in, in the hardest hit regions, I think. Um, and one thing, too, I think that's that's a lot different with China compared to the United States is just how the culture there reacts to, to news like this. I mean, you saw entire cities just shut down over there, you know. Uh, people didn't go out of their houses. They didn't go to work. They just, it's a much more author, uh, authoritarian government where they just say, hey, this is shut down. You can't do this. Whereas I don't think you're going to see the same thing here, or at least we haven't yet. Um, you know, they've declared state of emergencies and places like San Francisco, New York, Seattle, um, you know, Utah now, but it's life is continuing on pretty much as normal, I feel. Um, and, and the culture culture here has definitely um, not been as um, affected, I think, or taken this as seriously as, as they have in China. Well, uh, as we continue to talk about this, because it is a topic and it does apply, I we, George and I, I think we're on the same page. This is news, yeah, but it's not everybody panic time. 
No. I and there's a it's... lot of that going around with the media right now. Oh. And I don't want that to be this show. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Let's We're going to take this with sane, rational you yeah. know, discussion. How is this going to affect us? Again, we don't know a lot of, um, of how it's going to be, but let's not freak out yet. Yeah. Wash your hands <laughs> and keep yourself away if you're sick. Yeah, if you're sick. If you've got coworkers... Or 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 managers, or whatever, that give you shine for missing work. Oh no! Now, now's forget not the time. about them. Yeah, now's not the time. Just call your HR department and tell them you're not coming in, yeah. and let them handle the the manager or coworker. So please, just stay home if you're sick. Wash your hands. We'll get this. We'll get this taken care of. But we'll continue to talk about it. Out to the phone lines. We are starting today at eight five five three four zero zone. Eight five five three four zero zone. Our first caller of the day is Matt. Good morning, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey guys, how's it going? We're good. How are you? Good. Just doing errands, right? And listening to you guys nice. talk. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. What can we do for you, sir? Oh well, you, your 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 question was more about you want to talk about cars, or do you want to talk about the coronavirus, or like what's your so, flavor for the day? So our our poll question today, if you'd like, is what cars are you currently driving, and what do you like or dislike about them? But if you have another thought on something else, we'll take that as well. No, I'm, I'm a car guy. I, I, I like that. Um, actually, I, I drive mostly a Suburban, which is probably seems to be 90% of the, of the, the cars on the road here in Utah. <laughs> but, um, and, uh, and then my wife drives the Audi Q5, which actually I've, it was the first Audi I've owned for, for a long, long time. And when, when, when the, when these mini SUVs going from a, you know, a traditional V6 down to the, the, um, four with the turbo um i actually was quite surprised how how great they are um you know most gas mileage as far as pickup and and uh and it's a it's a pretty impressive um acceleration on on just that that two two liter uh, turbo and i really i think that's now with with like the eco drive and um what ford's done i mean everything's moving to that that four cylinder turbo and i think that's that's really pretty cool but overall it's it's a great car um the 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 kind of um, German engineering um, inside um, is 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 quite refreshing when you when you've seen the American cars not being able to kind of get that well I know it's not ergonomics but more of just that that um, um, fit and finish that um, that they have but but overall I'm I'm a, I'm a pretty pretty big fan of the Audis now moving forward they they seem to really kind of got their you know, be on top of their game and, and, uh, pretty impressive. So that's kind of my first take on, on the Audi Q5. Um, so what do you guys think? Any, any thoughts there? Am I, am I stirring anything of interest? No, I'm actually, um, I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts on it. I think the, the Q5 is a great car. Um, I'm actually w- wondering to see how you how you feel it compares to your Suburban, because that's a very traditional, you know, truck-based SUV. And like you said, the, the Q5 is much more your crossover with that four-cylinder turbo. And it seems like a lot of the market is, is kind of moving towards that. Um, but you as an owner of both, how do you feel they compare? Well, I mean, I, I believe they're in completely two different categories. When I have four kids. My family performs all the time, so I'm carrying around a cello, guitar, sometimes backline sound, and and you know just throwing everything in a suburban. Like you can pretty much put half your house in there. So um, I look at that as as really more of a, a vehicle to to move a lot of stuff and a lot of people, um, rather than the the mini SUV 
you you you're pretty much stuck on four four people with some you know a couple suitcases. So um, I don't I don't even see them competing at all. Um, it, I mean, if I actually had more like a Traverse compared to the Suburban or maybe a Traverse compared to the Q5, um, that was probably more. But but on the Chevy side, they actually haven't gone to any type of turbo yet. I mean, they've always they're they're kind of sticking with the the um, the traditional fours or, or sixes without that. Um, and so I, I think I just look at them completely different. But I will say this: so I had I had on the Suburban side, I have the new Suburban, which is is the um, their, their latest version of it with is with a completely redone interior i had the previous one before that as well and and i've also been in the 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 fords that have have the interiors uh, kind of the new new updated ones too and i i actually will say this i think chevy has done a really good job on the fit and finish on on the inside as well um and that goes from from having um uh, like 120 plugs to the USBs where they need to, you know, the USB ports where they need to be. Um, the the touchscreen interface is is much nicer. Still has a little bit of room to grow, but I don't think anybody's gone there. And with the Apple CarPlay's latest update, which is quite nice, um, that becomes less of an impact on on that. But I think overall, just the the niceties that you now get um, are better, and they almost now become comparable. To the price you're paying, because it's interesting. You, you look at an Escalade, a Yukon, uh, a Chevy, or sorry, GMC Denali, mm-hmm. as well as a like a, a fully loaded um, Suburban. You're at seventy eight, seventy nine thousand dollars right. um, to to ninety. So you you better, I mean, it, it better shine your shoes and get you to from point A to point B. And so I think they're getting. I actually I think they're getting there now. Um, but but. They do. They do pack a punch, and I think. I think now, when you when you then cross over, talking back to the Audi, you're you're actually able to get. I think a better deal. Uh, if you talk about a new car, um, I I believe you do actually now moving over to to the um, um, the the German and and Europeans. I think they they become much more comparable in price and in value. I think is just as good as as an American uh, car you're buying. So that's kind of my my thoughts. Somewhat rambling, but hopefully it, it, <laughs> you're good. it kind of making sense, right? Yeah. So I, I've got, on Saturday morning. I've got a question. When you when you so you drive the suburban more often yourself than the than yeah. the Q five. When you get into a smaller vehicle, is it a big adjustment for you? No. No, because um the um you know the magnetic ride that you can get now and and um a lot of a lot of the, the technology that's built into the you know the powertrain and the, and the steering, I think they're pretty dang close. What what you do actually happen though is it's actually when you get um, when you put weight into it that's uh, actually what changes it. I think. Okay. Um, you know you have a big load in the back um, and you start you start feeling it starts to feel different. Gotcha. I think that's when they're when they're completely empty. I believe that. Um, outside of like the acceleration, because, you know, you're talking 7,000 pounds rather than 4,000 pounds. Um, you know, it's, it, it, there's, there's a material difference in weight, which will, will, will change that. Uh, but I think now they, the ride themselves, um, are all actually pretty good. Uh, it's, it's pretty impressive to see how, how well, how well they run. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I, I, I believe. I don't think there's anything that, um, from a specific ride circumstance other than like sitting higher. Um, you know, of course, the, the, the Suburban sit much higher than sure. a, a mini SUV. Yeah. 
All right, thanks, Matt. Appreciate all those thoughts. Uh, that's that's a great call. Eight five five three four zone. I I grew up growing or growing. I grew up growing a suburban. <laughs> uh, didn't do so well. Uh, I grew up driving a suburban. That's our family car was a suburban, and the other car was a Buick. Uh-huh. And I drove both the and uh, there was a big adjustment for me getting in the suburban from the Buick or the Buick with the suburban because there's a much wider turn. Well, they were You're taking rough up a lot back more space in the day in. too. And those. it was it was essentially a it wasn't a diesel. No. But it was like driving a Mack truck down the road a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, just getting in on the steering wheels huge. Yes. You're having to like get a workout in, just I actually get out of the really parking enjoyed lot. driving it. <laughs> I really really did. But yeah, they've done really nice work on these on these new ones like you said with the fit and finish and um you know GM are you listening? I think you know people People, people are definitely letting you know what they want there. That's um, one that they probably should never go away from. Yeah. That'll sell. Yeah. That suburban. It's a, it's a, tr- it's a truck yep. for a family. Yeah. And like, and like I said, you could load it up. You could put a family four in there with all their stuff. You, you, you have plenty of room for everybody. And if you don't care about gas mileage, there you go. <laughs> yeah. 855-340-ZONE. Christopher's up next. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? What can we do for you? Well, I'm here to tell you about what kind of car I drive. All right. What do you got? So I've got the 2018 Jeep Wrangler XL, and uh, it's the JL version of it, not the JK. I have the four-cylinder turbo in it. Tell us the difference of JL, JK, for those that aren't familiar. Like myself. Oh my gosh, it's not nine and eight difference. The transmission, the way it rides. When I was a kid, I always wanted to have a Jeep, but I didn't want to have the Jeep ride because it's so hard and brutal. Nah. The JL drives a lot more like a little sedan. Okay. It's a much better ride. And are, so I, I take it you're liking the vehicle. I like the vehicle. Yes, what what I want changed with it. The thing is, it's a Jeep, so of course I want to change everything on it. <laughs> it's, a, it's it's too customizable than what they've done with the Jeep. Oh, <laughs> do you have a two or four money. door? No, it's a four door. Four, okay. And what do you yeah, use it? Do you door. use it as your daily commuter, or is this just fun stuff? Uh, it's both. It's my daily commuter to and back from work, and of course, uh, going out on the trails and go climbing on it. Uh, obviously, I've, I have the three-inch lift kit on it. Uh, I do need bigger tires, though, and uh, I have to change out the bumpers, put the uh, the better rock rail underneath it, put some more lights on it. There's lots of things you can have fun. It's like the best Lego kit ever for a man. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there anything performance-wise so far on the Jeep that you're not liking, or is it all cosmetic changes you want to do? <laughs> no, performance-wise, with the, uh, with the turbo, I was, uh, I'm surprised one how fast and quick it is, hmm. and two I'm I'm really surprised how well it can climb up and down hills. Uh, I thought it might be just with the four cylinder you might be losing some power off of it, but the way they did the torque, you don't even notice it at all. Yeah, Christopher, great stuff. Appreciate it. I, I, I like I'm liking this. You guys this. have an awesome day. You too, hey, man. You. I'm liking this uh, different car talk. Uh, oh, I love the Jeeps. The Jeeps, Jeeps are, are great. Cool. I always want. They're a not Jeep. the best vehicle out there. If you're looking for a commuter, you're not. Don't go for a Jeep. I'm you, no, but I mean, but you're, you're not going to drive some fun. Yeah, yeah. Now the funny thing about Jeeps too, because we see a lot of Jeeps at our store. You know, they come in on trade a lot, and um, 
you get a lot of customization, right? Like he was talking, they're kind of like Lego kits and stuff. Yes. So you get you get people putting on different fender flares, different hoods, different stuff like that. And you always see him, you know, sometimes they come in, they're a little rusted or a little beat up and stuff. And you're like, what is going on here with this car? And it's, it always seems like the ones that uh, they've done a lot of customizations or they've done stuff themselves and they painted like fender flares and stuff. That stuff always rusts. And the original stuff's always perfect. So the Jeep makes a good good car and, and people tend to modify it a lot and not always put the most high quality parts back on <laughs> see, it. So you get a lot of Jeeps. So I hope, Christopher, you're taking really good care of your Jeep and you're putting good stuff on there because it'll take good care of you too if you do. So it's like you, your office chair is only as good as the bead massage cushion <laughs> yeah, that you have pre- on it. pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. 855-340 zone if you want to be part of the show. Matt and Christopher, they've got a one and two shot at winning the movie passes. Wreck their day. Call in. Share with us what your car that you're driving is right now. What's the pros and cons? 855-340-ZONE. Anything else you got, we'd love to hear hear from you. We'll also uh, talk about uh, what's happening up in, with the Inland Port Bill. And I was, Brian? I was just going to say, I got a text from somebody. Okay. They said, 1994 Toyota pickup, like, inexpensive to own and operate, fun to watch people use crank windows and the manual door locks. <laughs> dislikes, doesn't have Apple CarPlay like my other cars. <laughs> that's it, huh? Yeah. That's, that's my, the only uh, dislike. <laughs> for my cousin Chris. So. Chris, thanks for texting in. I feel like Toyota trucks are just indestructible. <laughs> they're, they're invincible. They just go and go and they go. They just go and go. go and go. Yeah, we see them sometimes with three, 400,000 miles on trade. I'd like to hear from someone who still owns and drives an operating Datsun. A Datsun? Today. If you've got a Datsun, I'll, pu- I'll put you. Out there. You have two entrants <laughs> into the drawing today. Eight five five three four zone. We'll come back on Utah Carson's. Visit Discovery Gateway Children's Museum and experience the. Segment two this week, right here on Utah Car Sense on the Zone Sports Network, presented by Mark Miller Subaru. I'm Austin Horton here with George Roska, general sales manager of the Midtown Store, 3535 South State, and Brian Brown's producing for us today. Before we get back into uh, the cars, and we are looking for what car you're driving, what do you like and don't like about it, at 855-340-ZONE, you'll be entered to win a four-pack of movie passes by calling and sharing, 855-340-ZONE. I, uh, I woke up. And didn't see this news that the Brooklyn Nets have fired their head coach, Kenny Atkinson, who had them, despite what everyone you've ever heard of being hurt and not part of the team, in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, which really only tells you one thing. Kevin Durant and or Kyrie Irving weren't fans. Somebody wasn't happy there and said, get rid of him. And he gone. So, And he's a he's a really good coach, so it Would won't take him long. Would you say it's now Kenny Atkinson? What? At Coutson? As in he's out of a job? Oh, Outkinson. I see where, <laughs> you're, I see where you're going. Yeah, Kenny Outkin. I wouldn't say that. Gordon Monson might. So if That's good, not good for feel me. Feel good about yourself? <laughs> no, uh, so that was surprising to me. Uh, the Jazz winners of now three straight. Four straight. Four straight, straight excuse four straight, me. Yeah. They won Washington here at home. Then Cleveland, New York. And last night with a big time win over the Celtics. We're, we're a little bit streaky. That is, yeah, that's the MO. It's win a bunch, lose a bunch. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, they f- finish up their uh, four game road trip tonight in Detroit. 
So make sure you catch that right here on the Zone Sports Network. Uh, we were talking about coronavirus concerns and, and the like and how it is affecting the auto industry. And really, the, the, it's not just the auto industry. The, the problem that I have isn't, is, first of all, it is, it's a real disease. It is real. It, its impact is real, and it's costing lives. But I'm more fearful of what it will do to everyone no longer spending money and how the money will just come to a standstill around the world and the economy will just tank. That's my fear. And I know that that plays into the auto industry's situation here, George. Sure. No, I think that's uh, it's kind of everybody's fear. You know, you've seen cities in China, city, cities in Italy um, just come to a complete halt. You know, Rome, there's no tourists anywhere. The restaurants are empty. Um, so it, it can definitely happen and hopefully it doesn't, you know, get that bad here. But you get you get some people now who I think are trying to kind of push against that and kind of minimize the the virus situation. And I think that can also be a little bit dangerous because if we just pretend this doesn't exist and mm-hmm. stick our heads in the in the sand and just kind of hope it goes away, it's probably not the best response to it either. It might cause more damage down the road. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some truth to every conspiracy. Hopefully you're listening to more truth than conspiracy is essentially it. Oh, there's there's so much stuff out there that it's You it's want it, crazy. you'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you buy, when you bring in a car on trade, how how extensive is the cleaning that is done in a in a car that get, comes in on trade and you're going to flip it as a used car? I mean, it's not like a we're not taking a biohazard suit to it and you like, don't dip you know, it in some kind yeah, of ooze yeah, and then- <laughs> you know so it's not like 100 but what we do we do a full detail um so you vacuum you wash you you shampoo you you try to get you know pretty deep into it and try to get uh get the car looking as new as possible but it's never going to be you know 100 sterile right so you know but it is something a we- car off the factory is not 100 <laughs> sterile no no i mean yeah. something somebody's going to touch and people are going to be in it and um th- there's there's definitely a risk to it that but it's, it's something we've talked about, you know, about being more mindful at work, everybody wiping down their keyboards, um, wiping down, you know, any keys and stuff that you yes. have to a customer. And so um, I think if we all take little steps like that, it'll it'll really help um, as, as this virus spreads. You look around this office place and we all share the exact same thing that goes right up to our lips. Microphones. These microphones. Yeah. We all share them. That microphone that Brian is standing behind, there were no less than five other guys using that microphone at any time yesterday. I this may or may not have come in early this morning to make sure all these microphones were disinfected. Oh, for did you? Reason. Okay. You're the best. Yes. <laughs> You're the best. Uh, I could tell because I usually come in and the lights are off and these microphones kind of glow in the dark. It smells very light. Because of all their, all their germs on them. And this morning they weren't glowing in the dark. So. I thought it was from all the hot takes that they... Uh... <laughs> hey oh, <laughs> All the garbage that gets spat onto them. All right. 855-340-ZONE. What are you driving right now? What do you like, dislike about it, or anything else you like to talk about? 855-340-ZONE. Matthew is out on the line. Good morning, Matthew. Good morning. How you doing? We're fine. How are you? I am awesome. Hey, love your show. Got Thanks. some great advice from you in the past on a lease. Currently, I'm driving an 09 Corolla. Okay. Oh. I love that car because it is never going to die. Yes, those are great cars. Even it's though it's a, a four-banger, mine is standard, so it's going <laughs> to have more power. Right. And I can actually work on the stupid thing. I can't work on a new car. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the, the minor stuff is certainly minor still in older I mean, it, vehicles it still has a lot of computers in it and sure. technology but it, it it is much more accessible headlights as as, tail yeah, lights a, a, a oil changes nothing do yourself 
Nothing like my wife's rogue. I can't touch that thing. Oh, no, no. You, you, you'd void everything. <laughs> yeah. <but laughs> I, I don't think I can even change the oil. No. What? How many miles you got on the 809? Uh, 120,000. The original it? clutch still, so I'll probably be changing that in the next little while. Oh, so we're talking a, a, a manual transmission here? Oh, yeah, probably five speed. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. You know, automatic, you don't have any power. What, uh, did you buy this new then? Yep, had 12 miles on it. <laughs> Okay, cool. Twelve test drive miles. Nice. I'm glad you're liking it. What what advice did we get you about the the lease? Uh, because my wife changes cars about every three years anyway. To go uh, with that, so yeah. that we're not wasting money, come constantly dumping it into negative equity on a car. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. All right. And it's good advice because she's sick of that car and wants something different. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you gotta wait. Just wait, but not too long if you're in a lease. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks, Matthew. Yep. Thanks for calling in, buddy. You're for the drawing of the movie passes. That's something that we discovered. That's why we're coming up on the end of our three years. Yeah, you're almost done. End of October, start of November, somewhere in there. Yeah. And we've got our eye on the Outback. Yep. To roll this. Uh, now, I don't know how much, if any, equity we're going to have with our cross trek. Are you six months away? Uh, I, we, uh, I believe we were in November when it started. So we're about eight months, eight I months. want to say. Okay. okay, so you're close. I'd say about six months. Come on in. Let's do an equity evaluation. Um, sometimes you can get out of it a little bit early if you've been, you know, like you said, your wife's itching for a new car. Um, stop on in. You don't have to do anything. We can at least take a look at um, where you are, give you some advice over the next six months of how yeah. your lease is going to go, and then um, either get you in a new car or see you in a few months. Well, because the we, we definitely want to continue the leasing with you guys, it's it's a matter of can I have enough equity to roll into like the not quote unquote down payment or whatever on the next yeah. on the outback to bring my monthly down a little bit. That's yeah. that's the hope. Yeah. Eight five five three four zero zone. Thanks to Matthew there. Now out to Thomas. Good morning, Thomas. How hey, are you? Hey, Thomas. Hey, I'm doing good. Good segue because I actually want to talk about your lease, Austin. I've been following along for the last couple of years and and get excited for you to be here. Uh, talking about this. The question is, is, the one thing that's always held me up is the fact that you're three months into a car, you don't technically own it, and have, you know, don't really have any any equity necessarily in it, but you've gone through and spent, you know, anywhere from ten to $13,000, depending on, like, the down payment. So how how do you kind of, I guess the, the, real answer, the real question I'm asking is, how do you kind of navigate that with feeling like you haven't, you haven't gotten anything other than just the use of the car for for that long. Does that make sense? So, it, you just one number you said that didn't make sense to me. You said $13,000 down? Is that what you said? No, no, not... Well, the course... I'm just assuming with like a $1,000 down payment that, you know, around $300 a month like you talked about, gotcha. yeah. that you spent about twelve dollars to $13,000 total on the lease, right? Oh, I see. Over the three years is what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, and that, that number could be off. I was just guessing. You, you mentioned that it's just under $300 a month, so... Yeah, no, yeah. I think he's saying just it's overall, just over spent, just yeah. over three hundred a month yeah. uh, for sure. But yeah, good questions because it is my, it's my it's my concern that I will have uh, you know that's the difference between having a lease and having one that you have got from a loan on a credit union or have just bought outright is the asset yeah. may not be what you would be in a different situation. But I'm the type of person that one car can be my drive it into the ground car. And the other car we have needs uh-huh. to have the top safety, the top bells and whistles. And if I continue to yeah. roll that into the next greatest thing and, and be able to afford it, I don't mind not having a tradable, sellable asset. 
as long as my family's okay. being taken care of. That's just kind of the trade-off for me, George, but what, what would you as the expert respond with? Well, and that's a great question. We actually get that question on come up a lot because it's, it's how people feel, right? When you're leasing a car, you don't feel like you own it. Um, but the truth of the matter is, unless you're paying cash and you get that title in the mail, you know, in a, in a couple of weeks, you don't really own your car anyway, even if you're buying it. Um, and let's say you were, Austin, you would have bought that car brand new um, instead of leased it. Okay. Um, you let's have, dream a little here. You, you, <laughs> you would have probably financed, and I can't remember exactly how much you paid for your car, so I'm going to throw out kind of some round numbers here. Let's say you financed $30,000. Okay. Um your lease on a $30,000 car probably is about 300 a little over 300 you said. Yeah. Um, so your lease agreement is really for that full $30,000. Um, now, your residual value is going to be 20000 and some change, mm-hmm. which is what Subaru predicts the car is going to be worth at the end of three years. So they kind of take the risk on that, not you. Yeah. Um, now, you've paid down, let's say, 30 payments at $300 a month. That's about nine grand. Let's say you put $1,000 down. Um, to, to cover the upfronts, that's $10,000 that it's cost you to drive this car for 30 months. Yeah. Now, if you would have owned that car, you would have made some payments towards it. You, would, you wouldn't own it by now. Nope. You'd probably owe a little bit less than you do if you leased it. Um, you probably owe about 18000 or, or about 19000 If I had financed if you would have instead financed of lease. Because your yeah. payments would have been a little bit higher, but you would have also had quite a bit of interest that would have been paid at the beginning of the loan, so the principal really doesn't get paid down towards the end. Now, your payment's the same. Um, at payment 36 as it is at payment one, and you've got a car that's now out of warranty. You've got a car that you still owe eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars on that you've now got to decide, okay, do I keep paying this down? Am I going to trade this in? And now the onus is on you. What's that car worth? When you lease it, you get the option still. You can still buy your car. Um, you've, that $9,000, that $10,000 you've paid down, it still pays down the principal. You still have a payoff, right? It's right. still your residual value. So you can, at that point, just go ahead, buy your car, refinance it into a purchase. Um, if you've saved a little bit of money, you can just pay cash for it. Or like you're thinking about, okay, maybe it's time for a different car. Maybe I need a little bit bigger car. You can now have the one right. child you're maybe thinking about another. I don't want to speculate. Oh, uh, no. No, <laughs> no we're, we're not. <laughs> we're not thinking. We're not doing. But, uh, but, but a lot of people are in that situation. Sure. where a second child necessitates a bigger car and they start thinking about you know the something new and at that point when you're in a lease you're in, you're in a better position because you can just turn those keys back in and walk away and just get that that next thing that you want. Yeah, and you just mentioned something that I didn't mention that is such a big peace of mind to me, the warranty situation mm-hmm. where in this you know in this brand new car obviously you're not going to have as many repairs or needs uh, maintenance wise as a used car or or an older car. But the idea that if something did happen, it's not my headache. Yeah, you're not spending thousands of dollars on any repairs. Yeah. And the other thing that I that I really, really, really liked about leasing with uh, Mark Miller Subaru was that you guys have it in a situation where my hard-earned money can go towards things that work for my car, like windshield protection. Mm-hmm. And when you've got this eyesight technology, you're going to want windshield protection. Yeah. And so for a few bucks... I get protection if there's a crack, which we had a big time crack. It got replaced for free. Yep. Well, not free. I paid into it. You know, yeah. in my but you in didn't my pay a thousand dollars for a new windshield. It was not going is, to be a thousand. Yeah. It was going to be almost three thousand. Oh. So that was, and that's what I. And look, uh, Thomas, thank you for the call. Thanks for listening and all the questions. I my number one thing that because I get this asked a lot because this is my first time in the leasing world. I've never leased before, and I 
really think the number one rule, this is what I tell people all the time, is lease from the right people. Yeah, not every lease is a great lease. Yes. And the right people, If you probably won't mind me saying this, is Mark Miller Subaru, in my experience and opinion. We do a great job. There's there's a... There's a lot of other good retailers out there that also do a good job. Um, there, there's some that don't, and and it's really up to the consumer to do their homework and you know look up what the residual values, look up what the money factors are. So when you do go into the retailer, you're educated on you know what the the language that they're speaking, and you understand what's being you know presented to you. Uh, and the last thing I'll say about uh, the lease, the people that we worked with at Mark Miller Subaru. Every one of them, as we sat down, went over numbers. I felt a genuine. Uh, some of them would, a couple of them stopped us from doing one, going one way. Didn't stop us, but educated us a little more and said, "Now, just make sure you're thinking about it this way." And we, went, oh wow, yeah, that's. And so we went a different way. I felt genuinely, if we were going skipping down a, a lane that was going to bring Subaru a lot of money, but it was going to sink my family, I was going to be at least told. This is, I would advise against this, and that I really appreciated. Because it didn't, it's not great business, because you don't get that extra $2. Well, it is great business, because you're going to now <laughs> ha- buy all of your cars from us. <laughs> right, but it's better business, is yeah. what I was going to say. Like, it's, it's not great for that moment. But for a lifetime, here I, here I am three years later, and I'm coming back. Yeah. And well, yeah, I might be spending a few bucks more a month. Than I would if I were financing, or or not. No, you're probably spending a little bit less. <laughs> on the, uh, you, but I wouldn't be financing probably a brand new car. Yeah, I would be financing a used car. Yeah, uh, and so it'd be a little cheaper. But I would rather have a brand new car for a few extra bucks a month, and then at the end of the three years, have another brand new car and another brand new car, and not have to worry about that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's why I lease. That's why you lease. It's it's why a lot of people, you know, are finding that lease is the right way to go for them. Thank you, Thomas. Good questions. 855-340-ZONE. Let's go out to the phone lines now and visit with Ron. Good morning. What's up, Ron? Hey, guys. How you doing? We're great. How's yourself? I'm good. I'm driving a 2019 Ford F-150 EcoBoost Platinum. And nice. the thing I like the best about it is the driver and passenger seats are massage chairs. Oh, my <laughs> word. Nice. Now, okay. Now, hold on. The driver's seat is also a massage chair? Absolutely. And it works while the car's in gear? Yes, it does. That's a little dangerous, no? <laughs> Fall asleep at the wheel. Yeah, you're just I've, like... got ac- I've got accident avoidance and uh, yeah, adaptive yeah. cruise control and lane centering. So They are so they got you covered. Yeah. Those uh, things, that's that's not your grandpa's truck, is it, Ron? That is no, a... it's not. <laughs> that's that's high living no, now. In the F- I, I'm yeah. a big fan of the F-150. How's oh, the EcoBoost treating it's you? A- Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's the third one I've owned. Oh, okay. In how many years? Yeah. Um, seven. Okay. Six. So, so we've been talking about <laughs> leasing. Do you, do you lease or do you purchase? I leased the second one, and it turned out good for me because I turned in six months early and they paid it off. So I feel like I got about $3,000 equity. However, my wife leased an Explorer, and... um. Through the dealership we went to, we were misled and lied to, and mm. they told us we could trade it in anywhere else. And uh, we, she traded in it a for a Toyota Highlander, and it turned into a nightmare because, um, as it turned out, the only people we could turn it in at the end of the lease was to the dealer that we leased it from. Oh wow! And so 
it was quite a nightmare for a while, and so we'll never do that again. At least not with Ford. But, yeah. Yeah. You well, know. Just what we were talking Austin, about. <laughs> Austin sent you from Utah. I got a little recommendation for you. Okay. If you're going to trade up, you might as well just go for the ascent. <laughs> that way his wife gets the five kids she wants and can set them all in. So my wife, like my wife really likes the ascent, and I really like having only one child. <laughs> so uh, we'll meet in the middle and go at the outback, and, and we'll, <laughs> we'll take it from there. Good advice, though, Ron. Right, I like guys, it. Great advice. Well Thanks, done, Ron. Good day. Now, before you, Ron, you still there? Ah, ah we lost. Ron. Well, that's that's all the better because if he was going to tell me yeah. that was a black with chrome trim F one fifty EcoBoost Platinum. I might just ask him out on a date oh, right here. Oh, those are, those are sexy. Oh, I love those things. 855-340-ZONE from Ron to John. Hi, John. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Or good morning still. Excuse me. Ah, I wish you were here. <laughs> this is live radio. I'm <laughs> actually sitting here helping my son move. They're hauling things out of the truck as we speak. Is okay. That, uh, <laughs> and you're in the it's bathroom, kind of aren't you? <laughs> That's what. <laughs> no, I'm in the cab of the truck. I've okay. locked myself in so I don't have to help. Okay. So anyway, Good work. Yes, I, I am sitting in a Toyota Tacoma. I'm not sure what year it is, believe it or not. It's my wife's. But it has 38,000 miles, and it's about 10 years old. Oh, wow. Not low yeah. miles. Low, yes, low yes. Miles. We get offers to buy it all the time. Yeah, you drive it to anyway, church and nowhere else, it sounds like. That's about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, over to move my son, and that's, <laughs> you know, that's the one added duty that yeah. we have. <laughs> well, that's but, when you buy a truck, a you truck. buy a truck for the neighborhood, John. You know that. That's how that works. You know, exactly. <laughs> you, you have a mark on your back, and uh, everybody calls you. I, um, I love this truck. It is nothing glamorous. It's uh, just. Basic transportation, yes, I roll up and roll down my own windows, <laughs> but it is a great vehicle and really a good good piece of equipment. Good. I have a uh, Camry that's a 13, and the thing I love about it is great mileage. The thing I don't like about it is low access. It's very, very low. I scrape my front, what would you call, under belly at the front of the car yeah. on many you know sidewalks and it's a complaint it's even in the reviews that some of the professional critics give it so it's just too low and uh, i'm an older gentleman getting in and out is quite an operation hmm. so i love the car otherwise has anyone else ever commented about that i've not i've not personally heard that but it makes sense as i'm picturing the camera in my yeah, mind yeah. i hear that a lot yeah. on it yeah and then that's really why you see a lot of people just moving up to these small suvs uh, for that extra clearance yeah. underneath yeah mm -hmm. yeah you, you just really do need it um unless you're not going to go in and out of driveways and so on <laughs> but it's um the new camry is wonderful but uh my wife has a 16 subaru loves it and uh, i love it i'm trying to talk her into the 2020 mm -hmm. and i'm getting a new vehicle this coming summer awesome but um i just wanted to 
give you my little uh, contribution of good and bad cars. Thank <laughs> you, John. Good and better and best. Yeah, those those are great. Appreciate being great on words. the show. Good luck moving uh, yeah. your son today. Have and, fun. Uh, if you need another excuse to uh, go to the uh, bathroom, call us back. <laughs> Love to hear how the movie's I did the going. bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I already used that excuse. All right, now, now, it's, now you got to find something else. John, good luck, buddy. Ibuprofen right. and, and uh, a good movie tonight. That's my advice right there. 855-340-ZONE. Let's get back out to the phone lines now. Larry is on the line. Hi, Larry. Nice and enjoy the show. Thank you. I did a really, really, really dumb thing in 2016. I walked into a dealership and I said, I'm interested in looking at your vans. <laughs> and I got a young guy. And I still remember his name. He's not there anymore, so I can tell you his name was Caleb. But he goes, you know, this is like one of my first days. I hope you're patient with me. And, of course, I'm a rescuer. No problem, Caleb. I'll help you. Well, the end result was I paid too much for the van. I didn't get enough for my trade. And so I've got a 2016 Nissan Quest that's not holding its value. And I figure I'm about $10,000 upside down, and I desperately want to get out of it. My question is, is there any way to solve this problem? Uh, George, yeah, that there's options. Larry's a rescuer. George, you become a le- rescuer. Here. <laughs> yeah, I, but, I need a car dealer that's a problem solver. I've been told you might agree that if you find a 2019 with some dealer instead of money, you could probably eat up some of that equity, negative equity. But it's really hard to go trade that in for a pre-owned car because banks aren't going to allow, aren't going to lend on that extra money. But I have really good credit too. Well, if so you, I'm just if, trying to, yeah, if you got really good credit, that definitely helps because they'll the, the banks will lend a higher percentage of the loan to value um, on on any car basically for you. And if you have a little bit of a down payment, that'll also help absorb some of that. I think the best okay. thing in your situation would be to find like a one year old certified pre owned car that has like three to 5,000 miles on it. That way you're not getting something super pre-owned that has that, that has miles, that has a higher book value, that has like a, a $40,000 book value that you can buy for about 35, and that'll lead up about 5,000 automatically right there. And then you're still gonna be, you know, upside down 10,000, but at least you're gonna be in a car, hopefully that will carry that negative equity better over the next few years than the, than the Nissan will. So. You know, not not ideal situation. You definitely, you know, are going to be your your payments probably going to be going up because you have to buy an expensive enough car to carry ten thousand dollars of negative equity. Sure. Um, but it, it depends really what you, what you're looking for. If you need something that's going to carry seven or eight passengers, um, you know, uh, a certified pre-owned Ascent might be a good option to go. Where you know the the book's a little bit higher than what the car is actually selling for. Mm-hmm. And like Austin says, go to the right dealer. Oh, yeah. So I'm listening, Austin. I'll always take your advice. So thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Thanks, Larry. Yeah. Thanks, Larry. And, and I was going to say, if you want to come on in and we can do uh, an appraisal on your car and see if, you know, some dealers don't always give top dollar for it, we may be able to get you a little bit closer. You know, no promises, but okay. at least give you an option there. There at your uh, Mid-State Street location? Yeah. Yeah. We also have a location okay. on, in Sandy at uh, 10920 South yeah, State. South if you're, yeah. If yeah. you're... Whichever is cool. more convenient Thank for you. you. Yeah. Thanks, well, Larry. Like to, yeah, I'll, 
Appreciate it. Thanks. Good luck. God, I hate hearing. Yeah, about I hate stuff hearing like that. that. And man, you you know you hear these stories like the you know the gentleman called it in earlier about his lease that he couldn't that you know trade in at another store and uh, it's different leasing companies have different rules. You know we've run into that with Ford leases where somebody wants to come trade it in and if it's in the last six months of a Ford lease, you have to go to the original selling dealer to turn that in. It's wow. Yeah. So if you bought it in Minnetonka, Minnesota, you're making you're a road it back trip, to buddy. Minnetonka. Yep. Yeah, it's is that a real place? <laughs> make something up there. Uh, sounds like a summer camp. <laughs> yeah, Camp Minnetonka. Camp Minnetonka. Let's go. We have great leases <laughs> and good sloppy joes. <laughs> uh, I that's I'm in a situation like Larry. I'm in. I'm upside down in my other vehicle, and I just reserve reserved my uh, or I'm resigned to the fate that I'll just drive it till it doesn't drive. Yeah, sometimes that's just you just got to bite the bullet and keep making those payments. Bought and... it used. It was not marked when I bought it used. Then insurance. History came out and it became marked and it became yeah that's branded that. and yep yeah eight five five three four zero zone I believe it's Mark we got on the line here oh I don't know how did I come up with Mark hi Frank hey Frank thank you Frank hey gentlemen how's it going happy Ooh. Saturday thank you yourself as well thank you so much hey guys I just wanted to say I uh, just recently purchased a twenty twenty Subaru Ascend from Mark Miller um, absolutely phenomenal experience buying from you guys. Um, like the previous caller was saying, I mean, I felt I felt like I was dealing with family members when I was when I was buying from them. They would um, I asked questions and they were just upfront and honest with me. So kudos to you guys for being just an absolutely outstanding car dealership. Oh, um, thank you. My question, my question is, um, ten days after buying the Ascent, um, I had a bunch of dash lights come on. Every every dash light came on, um, and I took it into Mark Miller, um, and it was a transmission harness um, that had gone out. I'm just wondering, is that, some, is that an issue that you guys have heard about with the Ascent? Is that like an issue, an ongoing thing that's, that's been happening? Or is that just like a one-time anomaly and I was a lucky guy to get it? You know, I have not heard of that uh, be, become like an, an issue. Um I have heard of some transmission replacements. You know, we've, we've maybe replaced one or two transmissions in, in some sense, um, but it hasn't been like a reoccurring thing. And so the harness, I, I don't think, would be the, the same issue. So I do, you know, definitely bummer to hear that you had issues so soon after buying it. But, um, you know, unfortunately, one of those things where some cars are just going to have, you know, issues um, here or there. But, uh, it'll, you know, we'll, we'll get you taken care of. Did we get you in the loaner? Yeah, it got me the loaner and it's already taken care of. I got it back already, um, which kind of leads me into what I was going to say is um, this is my first time leasing a vehicle. Um, I was really always that guy against leasing. It uh, didn't make any sense to me, but I've kind of come to the realization now that I'm a little bit older in life that uh, you're going to be paying for something, uh, whether it's a car payment or repairs once you've paid off the car. I'd rather have a new vehicle every three years. It's a great option. Uh, then when problems like this do occur, you're not the one left out in the dust having to fork out a bunch of cash out of pocket. Right. Um, yeah. You're covered by the warranties. Um, it's, just, it, it's a phenomenal option, and I'm, I'm just I'm ecstatic that I made the, the choice to lease with you guys. Great. Love yeah. it. Love to hear And thanks for calling in and telling us all that. Yeah. I appreciate that, no, Frank. Great, great to hear, and another yeah. lease convert over here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Welcome to the fold. <laughs> it's like a religion. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm with you guys. Thanks, Brother Frank. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I love what he said at the first of that call, yeah. because I say it all the time, and I, I'm afraid people hear me say it and, and think, oh, well, you're on the radio, you're hosting that show, you, you're saying that because when he said that he felt like he was dealing with upstanding honest family members that's exactly exactly how i felt uh throughout my experience i felt like i was being given uh advice 
and uh, 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 education along the process from like a my favorite uncle or something or or my favorite aunt, and they were there looking out for my best interest, but the whole time saying, "No, it's your choice. It's your." It's yeah. your decision, no, but here's what I'll recommend. and That's what we aim to do. That's the experience we want to provide to everybody. So I'm really glad to hear from, from Frank, from you, from everybody that's called in that, uh, you know, that they've had that with us. So appreciate it. And the, the repair situation. You guys, yeah, you guys bummer. do it right. Bummer it's, to hear yeah, he had bummer, an issue, but, yeah. but you know, he, uh, we, we got him taken care of. So And the, the old loner thing. I love the loners. You cannot have a car in your life. You know, our know. our lives are so car dependent that it's just like we, we have to provide in this in with. this city. Yeah. We're so we're such a sprawling urban uh, valley. Yeah, you can't have your car in the shop for a week and not need a car. You know, you got to have somewhere to go. Yeah, and uh, that's also a good way for you guys to. Uh, that's how I knew I wanted to get in an Outback. Is had a loaner for a day. I was like, yeah, yeah. I like this. Yeah, I like the <laughs> idea that uh, my baby who comes with. A house full of items everywhere we go. Can <laughs> we still have room in the car? Eight five five three four zero zone. We'll take our second break. Come back with our eleven o'clock here on Utah Carson. Still got to tell you about the inland port bill and what happened in Layton with some burglars. Kind of strange. Tell you about it next.